Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and today we have got two or three, and he said two, three returning guests here. We've got Manny HD and Jack and Robbie from Backpage Gaming. Manny, welcome back to the podcast. And Manny, how's your experience been with the game recently? Yeah, it's been fine. Enjoying it. Pack luck's been okay, so I'm having good fun. Do you how would you compare this FIFA to previous FIFA? I know everyone always says that this FIFA was the best FIFA, like going back to the old ones. Do you think this is one of the better ones or do you think it needs a bit of improvement going into the last stretch now? I think I think gameplay wise, definitely it needs a lot of improvement. I mean, yeah, since has been since next gen has come out, it's been a little bit difficult, I would say, to adapt to the new gameplay. But content wise, it's been up there. It's definitely been up there. Yeah, it feels like they're definitely trying to cram in content constantly all the way through. Well, I think I can't remember the last time there was a week where there wasn't a promo or a lot of content coming out. So that's definitely one positive, but I know definitely a lot of people are complaining about gameplay and it seems to be that I don't think I don't think I've seen anyone actually saying that gameplay right now is perfect, but obviously depends how uh, people are getting on the game. And obviously, Jack, I want to go to you next. How have you been with the game recently? Yeah, so like Manny says, the gameplay is rough at the minute. I think passing is the worst it's ever been. Generally, Stevie Wonder would be better on the pitch than me at the minute with passing. Um, like, but at the same time, um, you just learn to get on with it because I've, we've we've all played FIFA for a long time. It's a lot easier just to suck it up and just carry on um, because they're not going to change it realistically. I think EA every year is you know is, they patch it a few times and they kind of like just leave it. Um, I'd say if you're wanting to feel you know change your experience with the game. Try out new formations because for me, I think new formations is probably the thing that changes things most. Players, to some extent, they all feel the same bar, you know, obviously a big top meta boys. So having a new formation, it uh, really does make it more entertaining. I know for me, I swapped over to a 3 5 2 and I've been playing that for like the last month and it's been really enjoyable. enjoyable. Uh, with the 3 5 2, are you having both your wing backs on comeback on defense? Uh, at least because uh, I, I was going to say close to a <laughs> five back here. It's come back on defense, but it's also getting behind. Okay. So, you know, I've got Tania Cancelo and I've got Dest. So I'm I'm not I'm not being a rat. I promise. I promise. But you've got five defenders in the team, haven't you? <laughs> I technically start in a five back. Robbie, don't talk to me anymore. I, I said this. I said this last year. I'd always say it's an it's an attacking five back. So at least it makes up for it. Um, but yeah, definitely, I've. I hate playing people who play like a 3-5-2 or a 5-2 for some reason, mainly because it's so hard to break down. It, yeah. I know last year at SOP, the, I think this past weekend, I played probably three guys in weekly league. I've lost every single person who's played with either a 3-5-2 or 5-2. And yeah, it's I don't recommend playing it because I don't want to play against people who are using it. <laughs> but if you are struggling, yeah, it's a absolutely crazy formation again this year. And Robbie, for you, are you enjoying the game right now? How are you up with the game currently? I was at my wits end of it a few weeks ago, but my pack look recently has turned a corner, which definitely helps. I think when you're in a bit of a rut, you're not getting any good packs. You're using the same team every weekend league. It gets a bit laborious, but I got team of the year Marquinhos in, on the last day of team of the year, and I got prime Mateus from middle prime pack. So I sort of made it a little bit better. And uh, I'm also using the 3-5-2 or the attacking 5-2-1-2, <laughs> as you want to call it. Um, but I am using a player that I've not actually played against, and is a very uh, a niche one. I took probably talk about it a little bit later, but I took the, uh, the you know the right mid from Pong from Future Star Swaps. Oh, okay. And he is as a right mid in three five two. He is phenomenal. 
He uh, yeah, yeah. he reminds me of that Baku card, I think, a while back. Mm. But yeah, Frimpong yeah, was a weird one. one. Like I said, I don't think I've seen anyone use Frimpong, which uh, yeah. is quite an interesting one, that. Um, but in your, uh, who's your other wing back as well, or the uh, left mid? If uh, my left mid is Midroberto Carlos, which it is a left back, but you know, he's an attacking, attacking lad. He gets up and down. Okay, all right. So we've got two two boys who play. Manny, what formation are you rocking right now as well? Please don't tell me you're playing a... I'm, play, I'm using two formations right now, uh, 4 one 2 one 2 and 4 triple 2 um, so, so original yeah. insight. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I used yeah. to use the three one four two though. That's a good mm. formation. Yeah. Everyone's rocking a three-back right now, though. That's yeah. the sounds of it. I've gone back... So many yeah. good centre-backs. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone back to a four-three-two-one. I've used it for most of the year, and for some reason, it seems to be like the meta formation right now. I know the meta formation changes every other week, but it seems like four-three-two-one is the main one right now. Everyone seems to go into, but who knows what it'll be in the uh, in the weeks coming. But I do want to go on to the first topic today. Um, obviously, you just have recently Future Stars. Future Stars is one of those promos. I think it came first came out. I think it was seventeen, or I think it might have been eighteen. I think it was the first year. I'm trying to remember here. But it seems to be a promo everyone's looked forward to every single year. But I think for me personally, it's weird they put it right after the team of the year year this year. Although I will say the promo in the end, I did think it was it was fairly decent. Jack, I want to go to you first in this one. How do you think Future Stars was the promo? And how do you think it compares to previous years? So I've in my notes, I've given it a seven out of ten. I think we needed more SBCs. Um, I think we needed maybe another Academy player. Um, that you could have just grinded towards. I think for me, the objectives during Future Stars were always really quite fun. They make it feel different to the other promos. It felt, I don't know about you lads, but I felt like it, was, it felt short to me. Uh, I don't know if it was kind of like just the fact that I wasn't, you know, I was a bit tired out after Team of the Year. I think everyone is because you, you spend so much time on the game where you're doing upgrades or, you know, packs or, you know, whatever you're doing. For me, I don't know. I just feel like, the cards are a bit boring. Like they all just feel the same a little bit. It's like there's a defensive French midfielder. There's a French centre back. There's actually two French centre backs. There's like an English right back, like in Tanganga. I think there was too many cards that we've already got in a way. Like we, we've already got Kyle Walker, for example. We've got Patty V or whatever. For me, they, they should have picked out something that's just a bit more original or cards that haven't got. Uh, promo cards already as well that's one of my big pet hates when they do that yeah that was, there was quite a few cards who i know would had recent kind of special cards and then got a few stars because i know obviously i know ea can't do too much about it i know that yeah. Ras raspadori got the player of the month card and then got the future stars card but that future stars card wasn't a massive upgrade over the player of the month card there's a few more obviously too many's had loads this year and too many too many obviously is a good card anyway but yeah too many kind of similar league similar nation players and not too many like off league players and at least with the offer league players, they've got to be really good to make you want to mm. get them in your team. And if they just aren't good enough, you're not going to try and sweat it, sweat it out to try and get like icons in your team just to fit them in. So it's a tough one. But where would you rank it compared to previous years with the promo? No, I didn't like it as much this year. I don't know. I, for me, I just... I felt like there's only a couple of them. After team of the year, you, it's really difficult to get excited about average cards. And for me they needed to be some more insane cards, really. That's the thing I get excited about most. When I, you know, Even if I'm not going to try them or buy them, I get excited by seeing cards that have got crazy stats. Like, for me, Pedri, uh, I'm looking into maybe giving him a try because he looks really fun. Like, give some more 
maybe some players not quite that good, but more Gravenberch levels, you know. I know he's Dutch and he's from the Eredivisie and he's had a million cards before, but give that level of card to more of the off-league ones and I think I'd be a lot more excited. And also, have you used any cards from this promo and anyone that you recommend to get in the um, team if you have? Yes. I've used the fully upgraded Chalaber, who I actually really, I think he's a fantastic object to definitely do him. If you've not already, you've still got, what, maybe a week and a bit or so um, to finish him. And then Brian Gill, bit of a rogue one, but I know, yeah. <laughs> I reviewed him because I thought, you know what, La Liga, there's not loads of strikers. Um, I know he's a left forward, but played him at a striker. And he was actually surprisingly really good there. He was one that would definitely hit most teams. You know, like if you're building like a 200k team or something, I'd build around him definitely. Yeah, he was a card. I looked at his stats. I think he's, what, 5'9", lean, good he's agility and balance. His yeah. shooting's, his shoot, I think the stats on the actual face face card don't look incredible on shooting, but I think he's got like pretty, I think like low he's 90s. Got 95 positioning, yeah. 90 finishing, 86 shot power. I must say though, he doesn't place these stats completely. Um, got 95 composure, but he is still a really, really cracking card. Yeah, he was one interesting one that I, I thought about using the other day, but kind of went another way. Uh, Manny, I want to go to you next though. How did you find Future Stars promo and would you say it was uh, definitely one of the better promos this year or not? See, I completely agree with what Jack said in, in the sense that there's no real originality with the players. Um, but I do think that the cards, the the actual players themselves, like for example, words, even though there's no originality with them, you can't really give it to anyone else, right? Because he is a Future Stars up and coming. He's amazing. Um, and even in game, he's, he's unreal. But it's just... I want to try something different. I want to maybe maybe try someone with one star weak foot for a change. Like it, it just it sounds crazy, but um, it's something different. And also, I think the for me the future the best future stars team I've ever seen, or not even future stars team, the best future stars promo I've ever seen is uh, either FIFA nineteen or FIFA twenty, and it was the one with the Dan James objective. I'm gonna oh, yeah. say that was FIFA twenty that one because it was I yeah. think that was the pink cards with the like hard yeah the pink Tara. cards yeah. And I think those pink cards were all unreal and um, pretty much all of them were usable till till team of the season. And and a lot of these cards, even the cheap beasts are usable till team of the season. Like for example, Ibanez, he's really good. Um, and he's like, he's 40K, just look at Ted's price, um, but he's 40K. And um, no, he's good, but he's a, probably an end game card as well. And it's like, now we've gotten to the stage where no matter what promo is coming out, it's end game. And um, if he had five-star skills, it would have been wicked. Yeah, that's one thing. And obviously, with the lack of originality, also had Ibanez, who was a Brazilian centre-back from Syria. Then we yeah. had Luis Felipe, a Brazilian <laughs> yeah. centre-back from Syria, who, again, was, I think, a, a very similar card, but as an SPC, an untradeable item, I think he was, what, 100K, so like 60K more. Just And yeah. he's an untradeable card that you can't get your coins back from as well. So it's a strange one there, but I think... Obviously, we had that one more academy objective come the very end. I think it would have been like the second or third to last day of the promo was the Nunes card from Sporting Lisbon. He looks pretty nice. But yeah, I don't know why they only did two academy objective players. Yep. And the kind of Guri and Chukweze were kind of... It was a new kind of thing where you play... You weren't playing it's the same person. We're well, doing the same objective as you. So you can't have it go... If you're doing Guri, you play against someone doing Chukweze and obviously vice versa. But... I felt, I don't know if anyone anyone has the same issue, but it was so hard to find a game for these because a lot of people weren't yeah. doing the Chuck Wesley card to begin yeah. with. Um, That's why I stopped. 
that's why I stopped it. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, then I played my champs games. <laughs> yeah, it was a strange one. I will say though, Guri, I think they probably expired by now. I'm not entirely sure. But Guri definitely, I would say, is one of the best free cards we've had this year. I think finesse shot trait, uh, outside the foot shot trait, four star, four star, a really, really good card. And Robbie, I want to go to you lastly here. What did you make of the Future Stars promo? And kind of, were you glad it came right after Team of the Year? Would you rather had kind of a little bit of a break after that? I think everyone in the FIFA community, apart from absolute DGENs, can agree that it <laughs> there should have been a little bit of a break. Like, I was on my I was on my heels. I was reeling from submitting everything in my club into upgrades during team of the year. And then they bring this out straight away. It just there was no not enough time for recovery on like your your club side of things, con- considering all the fodder you're putting in, all the rares you're putting in. And then they just wipe this out straight away. But it was the teams are good. I just think like Jack said, there could have been a few more varying SBCs. Like you said, there's two French centre backs in the team. There's they released a Saliba as well another French centre back. It's just a bit I know what you're saying, like, they are the up-and-coming youngsters. Like, you have to give them a card, really. Um, if you give it to people that no one's heard of, the people are going to kick off again. Um, but, like, that Daka is just is so similar to the card that they brought out earlier in the game. Why would they bring that one out if they knew they were going to do this one? It doesn't make sense to me, really. I know this one's got four-star, and it is a much better card, but still, I don't... Just give it to someone else earlier. It, what was it, like a wild card swap's? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it makes you think as well, though. How far in advance are they thinking of these promo teams? If yeah. they knew that in, say, literally a month or two's time that we're going to give Daka this future stars card while yeah. they're given the same card. And also it makes you think, if this guy's got a card or in the game, why are you going to give him the exact same card with minor difference? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it doesn't make sense. The uh, To touch on the Guri objective as well, that was a pain. To, to play the games was easy. To actually find games was ridiculous. The Chukwesi one, I was finding them easy. And then for Guri, it just took ages. And because I had a, I've got a stacked league on team, I've got like Marquinhos, Hakimi, um, a few of them. I, I was using Lone Messi, Mbappe. Um, people, like when I did find a game, a lot of people just quit at nil-nil because they saw my team and they were using like Hermoso <laughs> and Longley at centre-back. So that was just even more pain. It took me like a good couple hours to get it just because I couldn't find games for people to play me. That was mad. I think I got Chuck Wesley yeah. done in like half an hour. I got lucky everyone's doing gold and goal. But yeah, I think it does depend on the time you play and the amount of people that do gold and goal. And I want to touch on, I'm going to touch on a another friendly objective in the next section here. But the uh, the new Final Fanatics one is a, is a very interesting one they've added. But I do want to touch on, Robbie, I know you said you mentioned you got Frimpong from the tokens as well. Are you a fan of the tokens being added into promos? And what did you make of the selection we had in the Future Stars promo? I'm a big fan. I think it's what was the first one was swap uh, wild card, wasn't it? Winter yeah, wild, wild cards. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. It gives you obviously it's good for EA because it gets people's like retention and coming onto the game up, and it's good for us because there's actually stuff to do on the game. You know, there's SBCs to complete, there's um, like objectives to do and whatnot, and it's just a matter of having to do it. I know they hide some of it, which is a bit shady, like putting them in silver stars. I know a lot of people don't agree with that putting in like a lone Maldini, that's a bit odd. Um, and then putting it in like, you know, SBCs like player picks, like forcing people to have to do, put their fodder into a player pick to get a swaps token. And then the biggest degenerate thing of all they've ever done is put it in the store for you to buy it. I know this time the pack was only 25K, where it was like 90K for the, the winter wildcard one, which is, is a little bit better. But yeah, I think all in all, you, you can't really complain about it. I think Connor Gallagher was a little bit too much with 20 tokens. I would have liked to use him, but 
a lot of, I, I don't think there's anyone that's not completed the, the 85 times 10. Unless you're going for the player pick, I think a lot of people would have done the 85 times 10. And like I said earlier, Frimpong, if you've got the uh, the foresight not to uh, take all the packs <laughs> and uh, actually get a guaranteed player, then I think I think it's a dove. Like you could open an ultimate pack and an 8189 and a, a 50k pack for the same amount of tokens and get no walkouts, which I'd much rather just have a play that fits straight into my team. I link him with the uh, the future stars verts, who uh, is quality as well. Yeah, I think I don't think I'd like to seem to do it more, but not too much. I'd say like every other promo, maybe not like everyone, because it, it's just a little bit much sometimes having to do all the objectives and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's too bad. I think it's kind of obviously similar to I know with certain promos you have like a daily SBC for a pack, and I know this is kind of the same thing. It was a daily SBC, but as well as a pack, you got a token as well. But yeah, I just don't think the plays we've had or the selection of players we've had in these kind of swaps has been kind of, has made anyone want to not do these fodder packs and then go with the players instead. I don't, don't know, I've played probably against a handful of Conor Gallagher's, probably played one guy with Frimpong in their team. They're just kind of, they're not tempted to do and they usually, again, I think Gallagher was what, 20 tokens and then Frimpong yeah. was what, like 8 and 15 or 8 and 12? Eight and twelve, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's a lot of tokens and it's either that or you want to do a fodder pack and everyone loves these fodder packs and I do want to touch on off the icon swaps in a minute. But yeah, it's just with icon swaps as well. Everyone goes to the fodder packs every single time. Um also we've had the mid icon player pick. I feel I think everyone here has done it. I think it's one of those it's kind of one of those icon packs that I know they seem to bring out icon packs pretty frequently now. Not everyone does them all the time. I know a lot of people do. But I think the mid-icon player pick was fairly decently priced kind of for what you got. But I want to go around you guys and kind of go, did did you enjoy it or not? I mean, obviously it depends <laughs> what you, you got in the pack. But um, do, do you kind of like these kind of um, like the icon player picks and you think this one was good value? Manny, I'll go to you first. Obviously, who did you get in your pack and what do you make of these kind of icon player picks? Yeah, I mean... I got Hullet, so I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was really good. But also, even if I didn't get Hullet, say uh, let's uh, say if I got Cassias, uh, because I've packed him four times this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so say if I got Cassias, I wouldn't think it's that bad because last year I remember doing an icon pack around January, a pick around January for I think it was the mid slash prime maybe, um, and it was priced at one point four mil. Mm, so yeah, I remember that. actually, so actually to see it half the price and yeah a lot easier to attain fodder this year with the tokens coming out um and also from all the objectives that we can do 86s 87s so if you don't have the fodder you can always craft it um which is really good and um to be honest i, I think that's a big plus from ea yeah i'm i think i remember last year it was was pretty expensive i think last year i got like a mid roberto carlos this year did end and ended up getting mid yashin but yeah i don't i wasn't i didn't feel too disheartened after doing it, I didn't felt, felt like I you spent way too much for what I got back. But obviously, it depends on who you get. Jack, go to you next. How was your experience with the mid icon player pick? I don't know if I want to talk about it. So, <laughs> Robbie talked me into it. This is a, this is the way that our channel goes. If you haven't seen it, Robbie has got mountains of fodder, and I'm always on the edge. Robbie always pushes me off and says, "You do it first. You do it. You do it." And I do it like the big idiot that I am. And then I come out with a choice of, who was it? It was mid-Yashin, mid-Blanc, or mid-Henri. Um, I thought mid, I took mid-Blanc, and I don't know if I'm starting to regret my decision or what now, but he's 
he's crap. He's, he's not crap. No, that's <laughs> harsh. That's harsh. But there's so many good centre backs this year that he just feels slow. He feels clunky because when you're used to having players now, like absolutely nobody's, like in Dicker, that's got about 85 pace, like 80 odd dribbling, 80 odd defending, 80 odd physical, 80 odd passing. That there's too many icons now, even mid icons, even prime icons, even moments already that they're not even out yet that are just a little bit too outdated. So I regret doing the SBC, but equally, <laughs> I had a fun time doing it. And if I had, like, Manny got hurt, if I got hurt, I'd be like, oh my God, I should do every SBC. Why did I, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I think you're never going to remember, you know, like those, like, what was it? It was an 80, was it 85, 85, 87, 87 or something like that, or 86 or whatever. But you will never remember the teams that you put into those SBCs ever. But if you happen to get one, like, even a, a big-ish boy, you will remember him, you know, for a couple, you know, for a few years or whatever. Like I got uh, Grinch last year. I loved him um, in one of the the, uh, the SBCs. I couldn't remember all the other crap ones that I've got, but I remember him. So if you have fun with it, I think you've got to have the right mindset when approaching them. Yeah, I know a lot of people will do it. They'll get absolutely nothing and then they'll complain and be, they'll hate the game. And I think it's one of them. If you're going to be so annoyed about what you get, don't do it. Like, yeah, you're more than likely going to be disappointed with who you get in it, if say you get like a Nakata or something like that, you're going to be pretty in the game and you're not going to want to play it. If you are that concerned by it, don't do it. But it is nice to do it. I, I don't do icon, icon packs often, but I would say the mid or the mid player pick was definitely one of the better icon ones we've had. And Robbie, for you, who did you end up getting yours and uh, did you think it was priced okay? I think it, I thought it was priced all right. I think it's nice that it was only four squads as opposed to like six or seven as it has been previously. Um yeah, I don't think it was too bad. I, I didn't think I'd have the fodder complete at all, but with like rivals rewards and everything, foot chance rewards, you you just pick up fodder quicker than you think you would. Um, and then the, the stream peer pressured me into it, so I had to do it. Uh, Jack peer pressured me into it. And I got Roberto Carlos was the one I took mid Roberto Carlos, which he's like 700k, so it's a bit of a dub. Um, and I needed a strong link to my uh, Marquinhos that I've got as well. So I was, I'm more than happy with that. We actually opened, um, opened one for a viewer just before as well. And he got mid Roberto Carlos, and I was saying that's a dub. And then when I got him, I, I backed it up. Um, <laughs> I will say as well, watch like doing them and then watching them on other people's streams and stuff. I have become an absolute nerd when it comes to stat reveals. I knew Roberto Honestly. Carlos by his stamina and his strength. Yeah, Robbie as soon is as I saw his physical, I was like, it's Roberto Carlos. Um, <laughs> and then Jack was telling me to slow down because we need to we need an eight minute video for the ad revenue. <laughs> um, well, there was another one that I picked out. I picked out Ronaldinho from his stamina as well. Like, yeah. Absolutely just, disgusting, honestly. Yeah. Touch grass. <laughs> How do you... Uh, have you just done so many that you know? Or have you been kind of doing your research? Or, you, you yeah. don't, or, or don't you want to say? Well, I, yeah, I mean, one of, to be fair... <laughs> it does his research, mates, Max, honestly. He, get, he, get some uh, foot bin, in, in, in a notepad out. room with his... All his <laughs> it's just this monitor illuminating his face, reeling off these stats. <laughs> to be fair, one of our mates is is rain man with it like he doesn't even yeah. play the game he just sits on footman and he knows all the stats i think like in my pick there was a choice between nesta roberto carlos um who's the other one i can't remember who the other one was but either way he got nesta just from his defending him physical which is like i've never looked at nesta so i wouldn't know players <laughs> like that but yeah it, it's, it's fun <laughs> yeah it gives you a bit of enjoyment from it i think it's one of those things that if whatever you can do to get enjoyment from the game you've got to do because there's too many times in the game where people just don't enjoy it but obviously if, if you like doing these icon packs obviously keep doing them but if you are going to be disheartened by what you get 
I'll probably stay away from them. But I want to move I want to move over to the road to the final promo. Now I know this is the first year where they've kind of changed it from kind of just being one promo and being like a road to the final one in like October, November, then road to the final two in like February, March, and they kind of split it now with the road to the knockout stages as well. Manny, I want to go to you first in this one. Do you like that they split the promos up into these two, or would you kind of rather go back to the old way where you get cards earlier, which can get the massive boost all the way through? I actually don't mind it. I mean, the reason why I don't mind it so much is because now the cards that we've seen upgrade, um, they're still very usable. Like, for example, Fred's very usable from the first promo. Um, I really can't think of anyone else, to be honest. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> but but Fred backs up my point, so we'll leave it at Fred. Um, <laughs> no, but to be fair, and also with the cards that won't or might not get boosted, for example, Bale, very usable till the end of the year. Um, and they've refreshed in such a way that if they were released earlier and then got a boost, it'll probably look like what it looks like now. So to be fair, I don't mind it. And also it gives it it gives us that little stop, stop gap in in the sense that if we don't want these cards, we don't really need to play it for this week. We can wait for another promo that's slightly better. Yeah, the uh, the road to the well, the, at least these live cards are very kind of they're always be a lot more expensive than what they are, just because of the potential for, to get those upgrades as well. But I do think they've done pretty well with the boost they've given the kind of the first card they give them. I know in previous years it's more often than not kind of like a, a one inform boost or a two inform boost. But going back to the first lot, I think Vidal got a massive boost in that first card. I don't know Bale's got a massive boost going to obviously Mars with the mini release today. A lot of these cards look really good and they've done fairly well with these boosts. I'm, I'm seeing these, I think I saw Mahrez earlier. If Man City gone to win the Champions League, that's a tops card. Like all these cards, I think if their team wins or goes pretty far in a tournament, they will be tops level cards. And I know, I think what's the last year, Mason Mount got the SBC all the way back in the first road to the final. And then his card somehow, I think it was like an 80k card, ended up looking like his team of the season card. Well, I don't know whether team of the season should have been boosted more. But yeah, they've done pretty well with it, I think. But Manny, is there any cards from this promo that stand out to you or that you want to get in your team soon? Yeah, I would say it's mainly just that that Mars looks incredible. Um, even a bail, I mean, for his price, he looks unreal. Uh, Jamie Vardy, if Leicester go far, looks good. I mean, a lot of cards I'm seeing, they're decently priced. They look like even if their team doesn't go far, they'll still be usable for a couple of months. So I've used Taliso. He's incredible. So um, for my team, um, I'd probably say Taliso is the one that I've used and loved. Um, but I wouldn't mind trying out a Lorente or someone like that. Even a yeah. Lozano, he's like 40k. Yeah, he's a cheap one. I know, obviously, it's where the Lozano, obviously, is another... What, Napoli winger, we had Politano yep. in the first lot as well. Nice to see the creativity there is uh, it's from the EA again. But yeah, some nice little cards there. Amara is obviously, I think, is what 1.6 right now. I know Mane is incredibly expensive. We've got Kimpembe. They've done pretty well with these, but it's a strange one there. Rob, I want to go yeah. to you next, though. Robbie, do you like the road to the kind of the road to the final promo right now? And do you like that it's kind of been split, unlike previous years? I like it, yeah. I think the issue with in previous years is the fact that you have to wait so long for for your upgrades obviously there's the like what a two-month break between the the knockout stages and the group stages so you, you you're sitting on this live card that isn't going to get upgraded for two months so i think the fact that they've done it they split it like manny said there were some usable cards back then obviously frankie's still usable to name another one um so get them upgraded in that way quickly and then get these out, which is again, more of a long haul, which will last to like what may is the Champions League final. I think. Yeah. End of May. Yeah. Um, 
it's I think I like it. And like you say, they've they've juiced them. They have juiced them. I know obviously not every team can get to the final, but some teams can go pretty far. I mean, Renato Sanchez, they're playing Chelsea, mm-hmm. probably not going to get upgraded, but he looks insane already. Like the best he doesn't really need any boosts. Say again. He's the best card in the promo, isn't he? And he's yeah, 87. It, yeah. If he if Lille somehow cheese it and gets to the final, Jesus Christ, he'll be insane. <laughs> yeah. Was that but the yeah, uh, the, the Andre oh. card? Andre was the objective. Everyone yeah. was like, this card, why has this card got an objective card? And then actually, your card looked somewhat decent when they got through. Yeah. Um, but is no, there any no, other no, cards that stand out to you, Robbie, that you want to get in your team from this promo? Uh, I've used Havertz already, and he was actually pretty solid. I wasn't expecting too much, but he definitely played above his stats. Um, and I think if Chelsea somehow retain the Champions League, he'll be a quality card. He's just lacking a little bit of pace to be a somewhat like top-end meta. Um, players I want to use, I would love to use Renato. I think Kim Pembe, I want to try. I'm not paying a million coins for him. Uh, there's not no shot. It doesn't make sense that he's that expensive when you could buy Timmy Marquinhos for 100k more. I, I, I can't fathom it. It's just because people are banking on him getting getting through, I guess. And Kim Pembe is the most loved or hated man <laughs> if you're using him or, or not using him. Um, and then. I think Lorente actually looks like very good value. I said to Jack, 600k for that Lorente with four-star skills, I think, is is very good. Um, and then Quadrado as a three-back rat. He looks like a, he could be a quality right mid in the 3-5-2. In a 5-3-2, in a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good cards in there. I know some cheap ones too that are kind of surprising me. Obviously, the uh, the Emre Chan card, I looked at him. He looks very similar to Chuameni. Yeah. Uh, I know obviously Dortmund uh, lost the first leg to Rangers, but if they can win the next game and go through, then the Emery Chanka could be very, very good for that price too. And Jack, for you, uh, what have you made of this promo and kind of any cards you've used or you want to use in the future? I really like it. So I think you're right in saying that the boosts that they've given are really, they're meaty boosts. And like they've, they've kept up with the power curve really well this year, which I think is something they've not always done with like, say you've had Team of the Year, then you've had the Future Stars. And then sometimes I feel like they drop too much in terms of quality of the cards and I think it's important that you keep up maybe a little bit lower um, obviously than Team of the Years and that but it's still quality quality cards all of them it's a really good really solid team if you're looking to change up in terms of a, a meta team in terms of cards I've used I've used Bale and I must say he is he's quality he really really, really impressed me yeah that I don't surprised know. me a little bit don't don't disrespect the boy. This well, yeah, is the flashback bail we were waiting for. <laughs> he's got um, the boost, hasn't he, to a four-star yeah. weak foot as well. It's that his, his pace is, is massive. He feels really fast in game. His dribbling is actually pretty decent with an engine on him. I was really impressed by him. And I think all of us boys, we're all looking at new, that new Mares. He looks absolutely unbelievable. I really want to try him. The only thing putting me off slightly might be that medium medium. It's the most suspect thing in this entire game. <laughs> I hate it. Um but altogether, solid, solid team. I think it's a, it's a great collection. We just need maybe a couple more SBCs. Give me more SBCs. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> yeah, that's meant to be. I'm not. I'm not gonna to leak anything. I know we're gonna go on about some leaks at the end of the uh, the podcast today. But there's some some decent elite cards. Obviously, had the the sh- release of the the new Showland cards too with the pool and uh, Eric Bailly as well. But hopefully, uh, we see some more stuff with the kind of Champions League, the Europa League, and the uh, you're over a conference, conference league as well. Just because EA have the rights to all these kind of um, tournaments that 
it makes sense for them to kind of use their advantage and put as much like European football content into the game as possible. We've also had the addition of the man of the match cards uh, from the past weekend. I know most of them aren't great, um, but obviously, do you guys care too much about man of the match cards? Are they a good addition to the game, really? Uh, Jack, I want to go to you first on this one. Do you think man of the match cards really make much difference? Eh, no. I think, like, <laughs> they could have boot not to be one of those guys, but I feel like they could have maybe given him, like, another boost, like, for Dybala. We've all been crying out for a special Dybala. And then they give him a plus one. And it's, you know, make him an 89, make him a 90. Why not? Um, like, for example, Cloyver, he's gone from, I know he's had an 81 in form, but up to an 84. I know the upgrade formula that they have is, you know, one that they, they sometimes follow and they sometimes don't. Whereas Yotta, you know, up to an 84. I just think, I don't know, the granted the mana matches they've got no choice but just make him a bit more interesting just give him a bigger boost or or give him a boost in something you know a specific stat that they've done in the game maybe yeah they're a strange one obviously it's basically just an additional team of the week the only issue yeah. being with these man of the match cards is that they're never going to be a requirement for an SBC, which means if you pack one untradeable they'll never be usable or they'll never have any use in your team but i will oh, say no. There was one. Have you know, sir. <laughs> I've got that. Don't don't gloss over. I've got that untradeable Australian left back. I can't <laughs> wait to use him in my new meta team. <laughs> I'll be a video on your channel soon. Will there? Yeah. <laughs> you need this hidden gem. But also, there's one more thing. I know. I saw Mark for Trader post about it. These cards. If you can snipe a man the match card for close to what they were, I think it was like nine point eight, ten k, whatever. They actually discard for more than what you can buy them for. So you can basically snipe them for 10k, quick sell them for like 14k and make money that way, which I don't know that's going to be kind of patched or anything, but it seems uh, weird done it that way. I would go to, to Manny and Robbie, but I feel like these Man of the Match cards, there really isn't much to speak about them anyway. But I do want to move over to Icon Swaps. Obviously, when this podcast is released, Icon Swaps 2 will be coming out obviously on the Monday, the 21st of February, making sure the calendar's correct there. Icon Swaps, obviously... Is usually one of my kind of favorite things added into FIFA going back to when it first came out. I preferred the way it was originally, just a kind of more selection of icons. And I felt like the icon selection was a lot better earlier. And you could kind of mix and, mix and match with certain players. I remember back on I think it did like a, a Van der Sar and a Sol Campbell in one promo. Also, usually it was a lot of like decent ones you can kind of combine. But I feel like now they've kind of made it for you basically go toward more towards the kind of follow packs and to kind of gamble on like the a night one plus primal or a moments one like that. But Manny, go to you first for this one. Thoughts on the way Icon Swaps has been recently and on the first set of swaps, who did you take as well? So in the first set of swaps, I only took the packs. I didn't do anything else. Um, mainly because um, for me, it's like, I just want to enjoy the game as much as possible. Um, so, and I, I get enjoyment from just opening packs. So I, I just took as many packs as possible. <laughs> really, that's as, yeah, that's as simple as it is, right? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else to it because I think even with the next one, if they're just packs or fodder or whatever, it's just to stock up your club for any future promo or use it during a, a good promo. Yeah, I think that's the thing is they've not, kind of the fodder packs are always great to take, but the mm. icon selection that we've been getting just isn't good enough to make you think twice about going for the fodder packs. I mean, I think I was probably one of the only people who actually took an icon from the last set of icon swaps was Zambrotta, purely because I know Zambrotta's going to be usable all the way in through the end. And yep. the fodder packs don't always guarantee you that kind of one usable player 
but obviously everyone goes for them anyway. Um, but it's been a tough one. And Manny, obviously, we know what's coming out tomorrow. Are you going to do the same thing with the fodder packs? Do any icons kind of catch your eye? Or are you doing the same thing as last time? So I'll probably take I'll probably take the packs and the prime icon pack, or I might gamble a little bit and um, do a ninety-two plus I, a prime icon pack or moments pack, and um, and a twenty-five times eighty-one. The reason being is because I know if I get a, no, a moments card, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be scenes, right? Yeah, it's got to be so. a good one though. I remember <laughs> last year. I think going back to probably the same time last year. I saved up all my tokens, did like a 92 plus moments pack and got uh, Juan Roman Requelme. Uh, oh my God. And he was five star <laughs> skills, but I think he had a 70 pace. He was horrific. <laughs> and after that, I was just like, right, I am never saving up my tokens for like a 16, 17, 18 token pack ever again because I've just wasted way too much in my life for absolutely nothing um, but obviously for those guys when you listen to it you'll know what's come out but obviously we've got the same fodder packs with two three and five tokens we've got prime omri i think it is we've got prime javi uh obviously omri is six javi is seven we've got prime storage cover nine tokens moments jared at 10 prime Cafu at 11 moments canavara at 14 and then we've got prime garincha at 17 as well and obviously there's kind of mid and prime packs chipped in as well robbie for you do you like the way Icon Swaps is currently? And what do you make of the first set of Icon Swaps? Uh, I do like the fodder packs. I think it's a, it's a fun addition that most people do. But I think the only reason that most people do it is because the selection of icons compared to previous years is poor. I know in previous years, I took, from Icon Swaps 1 on FIFA 20, I think it was, I took Roberto Carlos and Crespo. And they were in my team for like a while. Like, I think they're pretty good, like especially a baby Roberto Carlos in October, I think it was, is a very good choice. And we've not really had anyone that level. He's only like eight tokens. I think the reason that they, they sort of make it worse icons so that you, you take the packs for the gamble, really. I know, I think it was Icon Swaps 2 last year. I think the best choice was like Moments Baggio. Like, no, no one's saving up the yeah. tokens for a Baggio. I'm not, no offense. It's just, yeah. Roberto's the, watching this now crying. We had the head in hands moment. Yeah, if you are listening, Roberto, I, I apologise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, to be honest, it, I may sound mental, but I don't think Garincha is a bad choice. He is a very, I've used him and he has quality. It's, the only thing for me is the fact that you have to wait four weeks to get the rest of the tokens. If they brought out all the tokens at once, I think it's a lot more tempting. But the fact you have to, you get nine and then you're like, I've, I've got these sitting here, I could open some cool packs, but I have to wait. That's the real kicker for me. And I think that's how they get people. I it's hard to wait. And I think Cafu as well is a very good option. Again, you have to wait, but you could take like um, an 81 times 25 and an 83 times 25 in the first set. And then when the next set come out, then take Cafu. I think it's a very good option. He looks, he looks very good. Um, other than that, another couple of ones I've wrote down, the prime icon pack and three fodder packs is probably what I'm going to go for, to be honest. You can get a prime icon pack in the first set, which is it's always nice. Then save like the fodder packs maybe for team of the team of season, um, or birthday or whenever whatever promos out around then. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'd know in the first set it was um, one of two, wasn't it? The player picks. I don't know if it'll be one of three this time. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why it was one of two, but it should be one of three. Yeah. Hopefully this time. If it's one of three this time, I think a prime player pick for fifteen it could be a good shout because I icon player picks we said earlier they are fun. Um, and then you can take like a, a 25 times 82 plus as well, which is, is cool. But yeah, it's 
the thing that gets me is having to wait. Um, but yeah, I think probably for me, it's got to be the packs. It's just, it's fun at the end of the day and it's content for the, for the YouTube or the streams or whatever. Yeah, that's the one thing. Obviously, Cafu looks pretty decent. Moments, Jared. Moments, I think for me, before I packed a decent centre-back in the past couple of days, I would think I was going to go for Fabio Cannavaro because I think he looks like the most kind of, I would say, end-game player within these. But again, the only issue is you've got to wait at least kind of four weeks for these first one lot to expire. And then you're going to have to probably wait five weeks to actually get that guy on your team. Whereas I think right now I'm going to go with Stoichkov purely because I can get him within a week if I play on my games and because I don't have a job right now, I can do it. Um, but at least trying to go with something for the first lot so he doesn't feel like you're kind of wasting it and not kind of using it to your advantage. I think if you can get Stoichkov early or like a Omri, I'm not going to recommend Javi, although I know some people have a, a weird obsession with Javi, even though I think he's horrific on the game. Um, but try and go with someone early just so you can get use of that use out of them as well. But yeah, definitely the fodder packs in the way to go. And Jack, for you, kind of, how do you think Icon Swaps are okay currently? Anything you would change? And what you thought on the last one and what you're going to take in this one? So, here as well? I think for me, Robert's hit the nail on the head that the guaranteed icons just, they're not quite there. I think you're right in saying Cafu and Grinch. That's why I've got written down my notes there. I think I'm probably going to take Cafu, to be honest with you. Um, I've got Vinny Player of the Month, and it's going to be very handy just to have a Brazilian icon chilling around the club. Uh, equally with Grincha, I don't, I don't know. I can't help but take some of the fodder packs. They're too good. They are really, really good packs. But what I wish was that it was split into different things. So icon swaps was purely icon packs and icons, better guaranteed icons. And then, so say for example, one month we had them, and then the month after that we had foot swaps back. I don't know if you guys remember foot swaps. FIFA nineteen, maybe I remember that. Yeah, Jackson they chucked it in the end. I think. Um, that was really good and it was for you know so many tokens I can't remember the off the top of my head what the packs were but I don't think they were too cracked out but I wish we had something like that that had the fodder packs in I don't want like to me icon swaps is just fodder swaps I always take the fodder packs because they are good and they are worthwhile but equally it's icon swaps I want you know I want it to be all a bit about icons yeah. I wish they brought out more I wish they made more of a big deal of it and bringing out some more of the SBCs I know for me my favourite icon content was FIFA 19 that was my favorite year of FIFA. I had like Prime Dino, Prime Vieira, Prime Hullet, like Prime R9. It was crazy how many icons you could get from these SWAT, from these SBCs. And it made the game really funny. It extended the longevity a lot for me. But um, for me, I think Canavar is a little bit pricey at 14, considering how many good centre backs there are already. Um, I think if, he, if maybe make him 10, and then you might be talking a bit more. Um, storage shopping is good value at nine um, and then altogether I think for me I'm going to take Cafu and the packs the 83 and the 81 yeah it's a tough one I think partly the reason is they don't look as good is because we've got cards in the game right now yeah. that are better than icons already I mean obviously like I said Cannavaro although he's got 97 defending 84 pace is like probably the going rate for a normal centre-back right now. I think in every promo, they're releasing centre-backs of at least 85-plus pace. And obviously, they released Chris Smalling in the road to the uh, final promo. I think he's got 80 pace. It's mad to say that 80 pace isn't high enough for a centre-back right now in a game, but it's the way FIFA's going. But yeah, a lot of these cars just... I mean, it's crazy to say, but like these prime icons just aren't up with the curve of the game and whether in next kind of couple of years they've got to make icons even better or sell on the curve but they have to do something 
to at least make icons. I'm gonna say make icons great again. I don't want to <laughs> go on off this tangent, but yeah, icons just don't seem to be the way forward anymore. But there are some good ones here and there. But like you boys have been saying as well, icon swaps has a lot of potential. It used to be really good, but now it's just kind of a, another little thing on the side that essentially is like the uh, the tokens things we've had in the uh, the past couple of promos where everyone's going with the big packs anyway and the players are just there to kind of to look good really but i do want to move on to kind of the last topic of today as well i know leaks have, have always been kind of a a big topic within the game people people love them people hate them i think people's opinions have been changing on them as well going back to like last year uh shout king lampard who's on last week's episode but I know he got a lot of hate last year with leaks and kind of everyone knowing the promo team before it came out. And now we've kind of ramped up to a whole different level where you've got people who are getting kind of hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter and kind of people get annoyed now if we don't know the, the leak team a week before or if they kind of hide leaks from us. But I kind of want to go over a... The topic here really is that what can EA do to basically slow down or stop leaks from coming out for promos? Obviously, recently they've attempted to throw them off by adding in fake SPCs and promo players recently, which I know there's meant to be a Gwendozi card. I know I think we mentioned earlier in the podcast too, the flashback bail was turned into a road to the final bail. Um, and kind of get your guys' thoughts as a whole on leaks. Do they kind of ruin the game, do you think? And obviously, it's a weird situation as well as that leakers might be choosing what to leak and what not to leak as well. I know I've asked probably about 10 questions there <laughs> while speaking, but um, Jack, I want to go to you first, though. Kind of what's your thoughts on leaks? And do you think they've ruined the game too much or kind of do you, do you mind them being there? Yeah, I think they've ruined it. I think at first they were quite a fun little novelty, like when you knew like one card perhaps that was coming in the future or something. And you're like, oh, that's quite fun. You know, you've got some inside info. Uh, or you feel like you've got some anyway. But now with like entire promo teams, even stats to that extent being leaked and dynamic pictures, it's like there's no point of having that 6 p.m. release because everyone knows what's coming already. It just it does, I think, drain away a lot of the excitement. I know for me personally, I used to love, you know, getting on Twitter, getting on console, whatever, looking at 6 p.m. You think, wow, look at all these, you know, these new cards that have come out. And you, it's really was exciting, you know, it was monumentous. Everyone uh, in the FIFA community, we'd be all looking at these cards at the exact same time and there'd be no surprises. Well, the, sorry, there'd be no early surprises or anything for anyone. Um, for me, I like that they're kind of throwing some curveballs in. It's making some of these leakers look a bit silly, which I, uh, I must say I do really enjoy. <laughs> I was hoping there was going to be the R9 SBC, though, I must admit, but it would have cost, you know, an arm and a leg, I'm sure. For me... Um, I just I just don't like them. There's there's nothing about me anymore that's like them. The, the novelty is completely wore off, and the way that I see it is that it's not going to change though because everyone you know the the rumor anyway is that it's from people working from home, and obviously with but yeah current climate I can't believe I'm about to say that phrase on a FIFA podcast, but I don't think that will be stopping anytime soon. So <laughs> I think leaks will be sticking around for a little bit. Yeah, it's a tough one. And obviously, like I said, it used to be that cool thing that like, if you knew one or two players there, you thought you're in the know. Um, but I guess now you, you don't feel special anymore. Because <laughs> everyone everyone knows how, I think, Future Stars, both teams were leaked during Team of the Year. Um, and also now it seems like if you don't know the leaks, if you aren't in the know, then you're, basically you can get left behind, I think, when the kind of supposed foot captains was leaked and it didn't come. But I bought a David Ginola 
a day later, Gianola's gone from 1 million to 700k because of a, a fake leak. I'm not going to get that annoyed losing 300k on a player. Uh, well, I did. But um, <laughs> it, it's tough because, again, a lot of traders have to kind of, they want to go against leaks, but you need to know the leaks to kind of be able to trade a lot as well. Because if you if you know what's coming, you've obviously got an advantage. And if you don't know what's coming, you're at a disadvantage, obviously, if you want to kind of invest in certain players too. But it, it's, we're at a weird point with it. And I, it's tough because I don't think it's going to stop. But we're at a point now where I think it's kind of everyone has to know these leaks as well. Um, Manny, for you, I, I mean, like I said, I'm going to assume most of you guys are kind of anti-leaks as well. But do you think leaks are a, a big issue right now? Is there anything for EA to kind of be able to stop them? Do you think at all or not? Well, actually, I think uh, I don't like leaks personally. I mean, before what they used to do um, was, as you said, they would leak one or two cards um, and then they'll leak the packs. And to be fair, I'm perfectly fine with with knowing two out of 20 cards. Uh, but to know all 11, there's for me, it's just an issue because you don't really want to, you want to be wrong or you want to try and guess who it is um firstly and i think not knowing how to do that there's there's a there's a big issue there but ea can definitely counter that i think they've definitely already tried to do it with some of the new SPCs. i don't think was it luis was it felipe what's his name i don't even know his last name um they've sent a brazilian center back yeah luis felipe yeah yeah luis felipe so i was right <laughs> um <laughs> he wasn't meant to be a flashback card I, I mean whatever card he was i don't think um and then he came out and um I actually thought that was quite good, but maybe what EA could do is they could have a short list of maybe 20 cards, 25 cards. And then obviously leakers are probably going to leak 25 cards. And if they get 14 card wrong, 14 cards that don't come out wrong, uh, because only they're going to, from that 25 cards, they're going to probably release 15. It gives you a little bit of a leeway as a company. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that they could do, have 25 cards ready. Oh, if 25 cards get leaked, it's fine. We'll only put out 15 and the rest of the 10 um, don't come out. So that's, that's fine. I'm happy with that because I feel like people watching these videos, watching these clips of some people saying, yo, let's, let's put this, let's put these leaks out. These are the cards that are definitely going to come out. And then for example, Ronaldo doesn't come out the SPC you're going to be a little bit annoyed because you've just stocked up trying to get Ronaldo mm. or you've just invested a link investment for Ronaldo. So it's, it's stuff like that. I think EA can do. And it's, I don't think that's a huge burden on them as a company. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the main thing is really, if they can find out a way to basically make the leakers not trustworthy, if they can kind yeah. of throw them off and they can make them look stupid by kind of getting things wrong then things will change because like we said in the past week, they've kind of tried throwing these people off. Obviously, you know, you've got the the likes of Foot Cherif, the, the trusty foot trader, these guys who were, they, they've gone from kind of being very small accounts to absolutely massive because people love leaks, but everyone kind of needs to know it. And if they can start getting things wrong, then they'll probably think otherwise about doing stuff in the future. But like I said, it is, it's crazy to think that a company like EA can't figure out a way around it. Because obviously, there's not many positives to everyone knowing a whole team before it comes out, kind of. And Robbie, for you, what do you make of leaks? And I know I've kind of asked the same question to everyone. I've kind of gone over topics, but is there anything EA can do? Do you think to completely get rid of it? Uh, probably just. I mean, I don't know like the how they get them. I'm guessing it is like Jack said, people working from home. They're hard to track. 
in terms of so they can just leak whatever they want. Um, but whether they could find a way to maybe send a certain amount of employees one set and then a, another set to it, another set of employees and see what gets leaked, and then you can sort of narrow it down that way. The call it the Colleen um, Rooney. Yeah, um, it's Rebecca <laughs> Vardy. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Vardy is foot sheriff apparently. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think maybe if they could find a way to do it that way, maybe that could work and then just keep narrowing it down that way. And then say if if Foot Sheriff tweets that whole team is in Future Stars and that none of them are in it, no one's going to listen to ever again. Like that's it's just that's about how how it's going to be. <laughs> to put a positive spin on it, one reason I kind of like it, and I don't like leagues, but <sighs> if they are here, I'll say this as if, a content okay. creator. Having to make player reviews, I like seeing what's coming so I can shape my team ready for them to come out so I can get them in straight away. That's the only positive I can find. Like Jack said, me and Jack used to always hop on at six o'clock, like yeah. on the mic together. Oh, what's come out? What's come out? Scanning through the SBCs, looking to see what's coming out, going on Twitter, refreshing EA's page. But it's gone are the days of it's gone completely excitement. Yeah. yeah, game's gone. Yeah, and I think it makes promos. I know we were all a little bit negative about future stars, but I think it was a good promo, but it's sort of shadowed by the fact that we know what was coming like we were in the midst of team of the year and they were tweeting about future stars like just let team of the year run its course and future stars happens when it happens we don't need to know team two of future stars when we're trying to pack team of the years like it's just it doesn't make sense i mean it makes sense and it isn't going to go away because like you say they've grown so big people that aren't even getting leaks are growing so big on tiktok and whatnot from just stealing leaks like there's such a potential because of all like the little kids that like seeing what's coming I suppose. I don't know if it's just a, a mature thing that we're sort of sat in our ivory tower saying. We don't here we, like here we go. <laughs> Sitting here swirling around with red wine thinking, oh, yeah. bastards. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a weird I one. I think it's just, I think the main thing is supply and demand. Obviously, if there wasn't a massive demand for leaks, then they wouldn't be putting them out. They've got yeah. to a point now where they know that if they've got the leaks, they can grow an account on Twitter to like 200, 300,000 followers. Yeah. And they can start making money from their kind of their coin affiliations from doing giveaways. People obviously want to pay them to do giveaways. There's a lot of other kind of motivation behind just doing leaks of, uh, of promos and whatnot. But yeah, it, it does it does run the excitement. It's basically like coming to Christmas, you open a present out with your mum knowing, you put the wrapping back on and then Christmas when you open it, it's just, you know what's coming. I know it's a little bit different because you can shape your team and kind of, if you know this SPC is coming out in the future, you might want to do another one. But it's just, again, the excitement is kind of what makes promos good most of the time. But if you know what's coming out in two weeks' time, it's just a case of, okay, this is coming out next week. So be it. And uh, yeah, I, I think genuinely, genuinely it's getting worse. But yeah. EA need to figure out something else. It will just get worse and worse. And these leakers will... And they're, I mean, it's, they're going to multiply massively, but it's got to be some point where they kind of pit them against each other and, yeah, trying to <laughs> make them look stupid, really. I think that's the only way they can kind of yeah. get around it. But I do want to wrap yeah. things up there, go through, I guess, where you can find them. Manny, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on every platform, Manny underscore HD, um, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and Twitch, the main one. Um, but, but, yeah. And uh, the boys from Backbridge Gaming, where can people find you and uh, what's your stream schedule looking like currently? Uh, so you can find us over on YouTube. Uh, that's the main source of content that we, we tend to do. Daily uploads on there, 12 p.m. UK, um, daily content. We just hit 2.4K actually in like the last hour. So that's huge. Congratulations, um, boys. There we go. 
Yeah, thank you. And then uh, Twitter as well, Backpage Gaming on all socials. We're on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Twitch as well. Stream schedule is a bit up in the air. We both, you know, work full time jobs, have have lives and whatnot. <laughs> Do we? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> to to me, it? <laughs> um, so yeah, the stream schedule is just sort of aiming to stream like a couple of nights a week because you know the main goal is the daily uploads on the YouTube, and then just the throwing in the streams. Well, the, the support on the Twitch has been insane, so we definitely want to try and do that more but it's usually sort of like late evening uk probably like uh 9 p.m anywhere up to 4 a.m knowing me i'm a bit of a dj and i can go all night um don't take that sound bite anywhere um, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah go check us out and what kind of content can people see from your on your youtube as well what do you kind of uh what kind of normal videos you normally put out so for us, it's mainly play reviews, custom tactics, squad builders. It's pretty much everything you can ever imagine. Whatever you need, just ask us and we're happy to make it. And uh, yeah, and some 352 custom tactics. I'm yeah. sure we'll be on there as well. But now, Actually, <laughs> we've got 3142 coming out. It'll have come out already. We love the free back formation. So if you want to start playing like a rat, check the, <laughs> check the tactics out. But I appreciate you guys coming on. And remember, if you are listening... Episodes will come out every single Monday from here on out. If you want to get questions answered and to be on the, featured on the pod, make sure to reply to our tweets on Twitter for Foot Sick Pod. And uh, and yeah, appreciate you guys for listening. Mm-hmm.